Welcome to the People First Podcast. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the People First Podcast. My name is Jonathan Sousa. I'm the Director of Membership Services here at PFP. And today we have a very special episode. Um, I think that this is the first episode that we can officially say is being recorded from the inside of a closet, which is a lot of fun. Um, so today I have a very special guest with me. And you know, thus far on the People First podcast, we've had conversations with folks that have been mostly aligned with the field of business, You know, sitting behind a desk, dealing with folks, uh, trying to sell things, or starting their own business, being entrepreneurs. And we as a team at PFP felt like it was important that we go out and speak with folks in different lines of work outside of business and kind of get their perspective on things as they might relate to emotional intelligence or just talking to them about things that they were passionate about. So today I am joined by my wife, Olivia, who is a sixth grade math and science teacher. And today, the topic that we're going to be talking about is teaching with empathy, teaching with grace, and really adapting as a teacher through these trying times that we've experienced over the past year and a half with virtual learning and you know restrictions as it relates to COVID. So uh, definitely a fresh conversation that we're having today, but Liv, thanks for joining me today. How are, uh, how are you doing? This is your first podcast ever. Are you, are you nervous? Uh, yeah, kind of, but- uh- I'm doing well. All right. Well, great. Well, let's uh, let's get into it. So, you know, we've had a lot of challenges as a society here over the past year and a half with COVID and working from home and more specifically in your case, teaching and learning from home. And that's brought a lot of challenges with it, whether it be students using a lot of technology to you know, submit their assignments and listen to lessons. But it's also brought a lot of challenges for you as an instructor. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with, like I said, the, the technology associated with it. But what are some things that have been particularly challenging for you as an educator over the past year and a half that, you know, the average person may not have been privy to as they potentially had their kids going off and learning from somebody like yourself? I guess most difficult is being able to reach all students in all different areas because you have students from all different places, all different abilities. How have you taught with empathy? How have you been understanding with your students to ensure that A, they're they're understanding the information that you're teaching, but B, that they're understanding that, you know, this is, you know, normal. It is okay to feel you know, our, our, our cat is, is breaking in as, as we're answering this question, but it's okay to feel the way that they're feeling. How have you kind of taught with empathy and understanding over this past year and a half? As you said before, sixth grade students already have a lot on them to begin with, as we can remember being in sixth grade. But on top of that, they had to learn how to use Zoom and learn different learning systems and how to submit assignments and complete assignments and manage their schedules on their own at home. They didn't have someone, a teacher there to tell them where to go, when to go, and all that kind of thing. So it was a lot for sixth grade students. It was a lot for everybody, um, being parents included and teachers. So the first couple months of school, it was a big learning curve for everybody uh, last year. So just being able to 
come with that with understanding and come with that with being able to have conversations with students and parents about, I know you're struggling, I'm here to help. What are you struggling with and how can I help you? And just being able to have those honest conversations with them definitely helped. As the year progressed, obviously, sixth grade students, they have so much more technology now than we ever did as kids. So they are able to access those things, but they might be using systems that they've never used before. So even though it was a learning curve, most of them were able to understand that within a couple months. But as the year progressed, we definitely had different obstacles that we had to overcome being able being all virtual to being hybrid students had to learn in the classroom and then also learn on their own at home so some students didn't have the support at home in order to get their assignments done and as teachers and educators we had to understand that and offer support in different ways so maybe zooming with them after school or before school or meeting with them at lunch or just coming to them in the middle of class and coming up with a solution that helps them really showed empathy to those students. Again, just having a conversation with those parents or with that student in order to come up with a plan that meets that student's individual needs is the best way that we showed empathy and grace to every student. It was a difficult year. And as we moved from virtual to hybrid to fully in-person, a lot of students struggled with being in-person every single day at school. It was a big adjustment for them emotionally and academically to be there. Difficult things that I've had to deal with as an educator this past year is being able to reach all students about where they're at, either it being their understanding of using technology, their understanding of the curriculum, um, their accessibility to the internet and technology, the support that they might have or might not have at home in order to get assignments done. Those are some of the biggest difficulties we've had. Yeah, and you know, not all students are created equal. Some have higher proficiency in knowing technologies. Some have less support at home for a variety of different factors. So I'm sure as a teacher, your ability to kind of tailor the way that you teach, not only to each individual class, but each individual student, I'm sure has been incredibly instrumental to you doing well, and not only you doing well, but your students doing well. So we mentioned it up top about this idea of teaching with empathy and understanding for your students. And, you know, you deal with sixth graders on a day in day out basis. They're pretty much the youngest age where education probably starts to matter. You know, we move out of elementary school, we start moving into middle school. They're learning the foundation of learning for their rest of the time that they're in school. So obviously there's some growing pains that come with that. Right. And, you know, I can remember myself being in sixth grade and you know, I, I remember it just being so difficult. I felt like a, a fish out of water for the first couple of months of school. And then you take, you know, that situation and multiply it by learning from home and having to use a computer and all of these different applications to submit assignments. It's, it's really a lot as we're talking about it right now. So aside from planning your lessons, aside from making sure that kids are learning all of the things that they need to know. Teachers had to be there for students in different ways that we've never been before. And again, just being able to have those open, honest conversations and relationships with students. When you have those relationships with students and even with parents and communication, which is a big thing, you're able to have those moments of empathy and grace and conversations in order to help everybody out. Yeah. And, you know, I can only imagine like the emotions that came with this and 
you know, there's anger and excitement when you understand something. And, you know, there's a lot going on with a 12, 13 year old kid's body in general when they're going through their first year of middle school. But there's a lot of different emotions that, that come with that. And, you know, one of the core tenets of emotional intelligence and something that we preach here at PFP is that, you know, there's really no such thing as a good emotion or a bad emotion. Emotions are just things that we experience throughout our lives and different emotions can make different people feel different types of ways. So I know you mentioned to me that there were um, certain teaching methods or teaching styles that you and your school have adopted in order to teach your students about the emotions that they're feeling. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about those teaching styles and you know how it could be potentially being taught to their kids right now? Yeah, over the past couple of years, we've seen an increase in emotional intelligence and being able to identify your emotions. And in classrooms, they have started to teach students about how their emotions. Um, the last, the past year, we saw an increase of that in classrooms, and I've even adopted it into math and science. Which you think, how can that be adopted? Adapted into math and science. Um, but teachers have used what's called social emotional learning in order to teach students lessons about their emotions. It might be about how to be aware of their emotions and being able to give their emotions names and recognize this is anxiety, this is excitement, this is um, appreciation. All those different emotions, students are now being able to be taught them explicitly of how to recognize them how, and give them a name and how to recognize them in themselves that way they are able to understand what emotion that they are currently showing. And the whole process of social emotional learning, it can start very young and it can increase in understanding as they get older. And the whole process is being able to see what emotion they're having, identify it, give it a name, and then use that emotion in order to help them throughout their day. So if they're having an emotion like anxiety, how can I use that? my knowledge of how, what I'm having anxiety of and turn it around. Or if I'm really excited about an assignment or a grade that I got in class, how can I use that to help me further out in, my, in the lesson or the classroom I'm currently in? So it's definitely a learning curve for students to recognize those emotions. And over the past year, we did see an increase of a lot of anxiety in students just coming back to the classroom, being around peers again, being responsible for work, and grades and stuff like that. Uh, but being able to have those open conversations with students and build relationships with students, teachers are able to see those emotions in students and also help them out with that. Um, just also having a growth mindset in the classroom. I know a lot of teachers use growth mindset learning in their learning to help promote students' understanding rather than you didn't fail, you just learned something different and there's a way to adapt it to learn better. Yeah, and all of those things are it's crazy to even think about like these types of, of things being taught to students nowadays. Like we both can remember when we were in school and it was like a very black or white thing. It's either you passed or you failed or, you know, it, it's crazy just to see how learning has evolved. And I think it's really a testament to teachers like yourself that are looking at different ways of doing things and saying, okay, there's, there's so much more to every single student than just a grade on a paper or a bunch of grades in a system. There's a person behind all of this learning and, you know, teachers are 
at their core people that like to unlock everybody's full potential. So I think by not only teaching students academically, but also helping them get in touch with their emotions and helping them manage them. I think that it's setting up for, you know, future generations to have a whole bunch of success, no matter what they ultimately decide to get into. So I know we're coming up on the, the time and the amount of topics that we wanted to discuss today. Um, you know, I don't think we have a lot of sixth graders listening to our <laughs> podcast, but we probably do have a lot of parents. So why don't we end with a discussion about this? What advice would you have for parents listening to this podcast that, you know, have students or have children going back to school, um, you know, this upcoming school year is probably going to be the first one where at least some sense of normalcy is back, which honestly, I think we're all waiting for at this point. But um, there's probably going to be an entire new set of challenges associated with students going back to school this fall. And, you know, parents are probably going to want to have conversations with their teachers more so than they ever had in the past. So what advice would you have for the parents listening to this podcast um, in, in terms of, you know, conversing with their teachers, you know, illustrating their children's needs and really having a, a good working relationship with their, their children as they go back to school this fall. Yeah, absolutely. Um, first and foremost, a new school year is a fresh new start for every student. They're able to go in there and meet their teacher, have a fresh new relationship with the teacher, be able to start off on the right foot. So maybe last year you guys really struggled. I know a lot of students struggled. I know a lot of parents struggled, whether it be just being able to reach the curriculum or lessons or anything else in between that. But it's a new start for everybody. Uh, as you said, just communicating and parents wanting to communicate. I think that's great. I love when parents email me some message through minds or anything else like that, that they're able to have a conversation with me because having little conversations with me builds a relationship, not only with the parents and me, but also between the triangle me, parent, and the students. Being able to have be open and honest about little things, about big things also helps the relationship and being able to solve situations that might occur. I guess the biggest thing is you know, we've been through a rough year, students have been through a rough year, parents have been through a rough year, we all know that, and just being able to meet every communication you have with empathy and understanding and grace goes a long way, um, so if there's a situation that's occurring in the classroom, you know what, email the teacher and just have an open conversation with them, um, maybe not don't accuse them of anything, but maybe just go around and be like, hey, this is what I heard at home. Could you give me some more understanding of the situation? Goes a long way with, with teachers. Um, and again, teachers love what they do. If they're in the classroom, they want your child to succeed. They want to love your child. They want to respect and build relationships with your children. And that is my goal for every student that comes into my classroom. I want to love them and appreciate them and respect them, build relationships with them, and set them up for a great future inside and outside the classroom. Because I know in sixth grade, I didn't remember necessarily the lessons that I learned, but I remember my teachers. So just having those relationships with the teacher, um, as parents having relationships with your teacher, understanding them, respecting them, just open communication is the best thing. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's really well said. And some really great advice for, for parents as their kids are getting ready to, to go back to school this fall. So Liv, 
thanks so much for for joining us today. I think that this was a super insightful conversation. It's a little bit of a departure from from the conversations that we've had on this podcast so far, but I think our audience is really going to like this. So uh, thanks so much. Your first podcast is done. How do you <laughs> how do you feel? I feel great. Awesome. Well, again, thanks so much for for joining me today. Uh, to our listeners, uh, thanks for joining us for another episode of the People First podcast. Um, again, you can subscribe to our podcast wherever you can. Uh, you can find the shows that you typically listen to: Apple, Spotify, Anchor, you name it. We're there. Um, if you are listening to us on Apple, uh, do us a favor and leave us a rating and review. It really helps get the word out for the podcast and helps us reach new ears. Um, also, you can visit us online at uh, peoplefirstprofessionals.org. You can learn about our online community, our Betterment book club that'll be starting up in a few weeks, and a lot of other fun stuff that we have going on here at PFP. So until next time, make it a great day, and we will see you soon. Bye now.